Hello, everyone. My guest today is the one and only BoxRec Gray. You probably heard of him or follow him on Twitter. If not, you should follow him at BoxRec Gray. He is the editor of BoxRec.com and also the host of the Unprofessional Boxing Podcast. Alrighty, have fun listening. Boom shakalaka, we're live. Boxrec Gray is my guest today. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, you are welcome. And uh, I'm very pleased to have you here on my show. And I'm even more pleased that you have such a great microphone that we can actually have like a good quality audio put out. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for your equipment, sir. Uh, no problem. <laughs> it helps that I uh, have a podcast. I'm going to plug it now. Uh, Unprofessional Boxing Podcast. Uh, just just Google it. You'll find my podcast. Uh, yeah, so that's why I have a nice mic. So I have no, no problem because I, I too uh, worry about audio issues when I record. Moreover, you have a very nice voice and uh, <laughs> that's, that's something that you don't often, you know, see in the podcasting world, you know, especially in the like, uh, like in a very like amateur sphere of podcasting where people just started out of nowhere. But like with you, like it's like you, you work on the radio or or something you just have that snappy snazzy like yeah like i want to listen to you anyways well, that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i've done i mean i've done like 60 episodes so it's like i better be decent at it i guess if i've been doing it that long you know like so thank you All right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's like kind of like the compliment section on my podcast like i always start with that i don't know why i think it's just like because i'm very polite or something uh but okay so let's talk about you let's yeah. talk about what do you do? I mean, what you do is basically in your name, BoxRec Gray. So I want to talk about you first, and then we're going to talk about BoxRec and how you got involved with that. Yeah. The theme of this podcast will be mainly BoxRec and anything else that we can talk like whatever. But like, I just I have like a mm -hmm. couple things that I'm really curious about BoxRec, and, and and I think the whole stick about my podcast is that I'm in this industry. Um, I'm in this industry pretty recently. And I'm not like a boxing guy. And I'm not like a hardcore boxing fan. I'm like a casual fan who like likes to be, uh, who likes to like to to do to learn more information how the whole thing started, right? And and the thing is, this industry is so little in terms of like the people who you know, like the the networks are really actually very much smaller. So it's very easy to get information, and it's very easy to get in contact with people. In contact with people. So yeah. so that's kind of like the the thing about me is that I just want to learn about this industry, and I want my listeners to learn as well. And that's why the, the subject is box rec. Uh, and of course, you know, whatever's happening right now. So anyways, let's start with you first. Uh, Boxer Gray, how long have you been in the sport of boxing? Oh, man. How did you uh, get involved and what happened? Okay, so like, I just want to start saying I don't really think I'm very important in the grand scheme of things at all in boxing. But I did start as a fan. Uh, would have been 2000, I would say, as I really got into boxing. So I was uh, a teenager, you know, hanging out in my parents' basement in a small town, not much to do. My parents just got HBO for the first time. Uh, and I started watching HBO, like championship boxing. So I remember like, um, the card that really got me hooked weirdly is like not anything that people really remember too much, but it was Roy Jones fighting a guy named uh, David Telesco, which was mm -hmm. in like a, a concert hall in New York. Mm -hmm. And there was a fight on the undercard between Derek Jefferson and David Izon. That was like a crazy fight where uh, Derek Jefferson was winning the fight for the first eight rounds. And then he punched himself out and he got stopped in the ninth. It was wild. They're like, I just thought that every boxing match was kind of like that, which is not the case at all. Um, but it really hooked me. And then, 
Um, I would say I really became a fan for life when I saw um, Hasim Rahman knock out Lennox Lewis in 2001. Um, yeah, so like, I don't know, around that time when I started watching... In 2001, I'm, I'm sorry, like, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, no problem, 33. <laughs> okay, you're much older than I expected. That explains it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit, uh, because my age and what I, in box rec editing, it's, uh, I'm young for what I've been doing oh yeah okay oh yeah yeah let's let's talk about this we'll run into that we'll come back to that um but yeah so like i started box rec probably i think it started i want to say in 2000 like maybe in like the the fall but i didn't really get involved with the website until 2001 in the spring um because i was like really into sports statistics Mm -hmm. like so dorky because like (laughs) i i uh i used to like be really into baseball and i was just really into like stats and stuff so i I started getting into boxing i was like curious about learning the history and looking up records and digitally um there wasn't really a whole lot back then in like 2001 as you might imagine Mm -hmm. um and i found box rec I want to say somebody maybe posted about it on a, on another boxing message board because I was trying to get involved a little bit. I mean, like back then there was like a handful of message boards. Um, there was this thing called rex.sport.boxing on this thing called Usenet. I'm really starting to date myself here. but uh, So like that was really where the communities were back then. Like Usenet was like this email-based like communication, like really old. Uh-huh. Um, so, but yeah, so I heard about BoxRec. And back then, like they didn't really ask you who you were if you wanted to be a BoxRec editor so to be honest with you i kind of just like slithered into it like hey i want to help you with your website so um it really started initially with just like looking records up and entering in data because there wasn't really a whole lot back then but you were like what 14 or something yeah and i didn't i didn't tell him i was 14 so (laughs) uh like you have this like teenager basically like looking up records and stuff and like (laughs) entering in results that i would watch on tv and then box kind of over the years as it grew and got bigger and more people got involved it became more of the legitimate source of information um mm-hmm. and really it's over time like we've morphed into what it is today which is a database full of millions of results we now do amateur boxing and it's in addition to pro boxing um we could do MMA. We have capabilities to do it. But we really don't want to. Um, mm-hmm. But like, there's like a lot more. The site's really grown, and I'm, so let's 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 take a pause yeah. for a second because I wanted sure. to kind of concentrate on that. It's it's a little unusual, you know, fourteen year old guy. Or you said fourteen, right? Or did yeah. I say that? Okay, uh, so yeah, I yeah. guess it right. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a ballsy move to like, hey, like I'd like to be an editor of Box Rec or whatever at four at age fourteen or whatever. But and when you started doing that, to what extent did you feel like? you know, oh, wow, they said yes to me. It's going to be a pressure now. Like, I didn't expect that they will, you know, didn't even ask me, like, much questions in terms of, like, who am I as a person? What's my age and all of that? I mean, you're a kid. I mean, 14. Like, I don't even remember myself at 14. Um, yeah. But definitely I wouldn't be editing something official as BoxRec, you know? Well, that's How did the that thing. <laughs> like, it wasn't official. It wasn't really, like... The, the, it, I don't think the owner at the time, or the owners, they're still the same owners, but the, the, yeah. the, the she, John and Marina Shepard own BoxRec. Right. And, and I think it was just John at the time doing it. And I don't think he really thought of it as like, oh, this is going to be like my like grand thing. Like that's going to be a, a giant resource. I think uh-huh. he just did it. He did it because um, at the, before BoxRec, he used to work for Nassim Hamed actually. And right. the Hameds were like, hey, can you build this database to scout fighters essentially. So that's really what it was at first. And he was just looking for any help he could get. And I think it was just back then, like there wasn't really any questions asked. It was like, all right, yeah, sure. And I, it was just a volunteer job. I wasn't only getting paid. So there was no Mm -hmm. question. I would just literally sit at home, 
watch fights on TV and just and enter just in what input I saw. information. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turned into something much bigger than that. Like all of a sudden we're working with commissions, you know, the United right. States has the association of boxing commissions and now we're like the official uh, database for them. So we're, we're much mm-hmm. more official now. So it turned, it started with me just entering in fights as a casual teenager. And now, well, when there is boxing, I, you know, I get reports from, the commissions, I double check them, make sure everything's accurate, um, mm-hmm. and correct, and that goes in as official data. So it's it's kind of crazy how uh, it evolved over the years. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk about Shepard guy because I tried. Yeah. You know, I, I I I don't think I found much information. So, um, yeah. are you are you at all like in touch with him, or it's mostly like you're just like there as an as in like an online kind of? Okay. Yeah. Have you ever spoken to him? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, we've met in person. So if I started in 2001, I met him in person four years ago, three or four mm-hmm. years ago. And mm-hmm. uh, I met John and his wife, Marina and they, and um, John, so John and this other guy named uh, Dan, who I hope I'm not like outing Dan, <laughs> but like there really isn't a lot of people that work behind the scenes at BoxRec, like in terms of right. like the full time, it's a very small operation, but John and Dan do a lot of like the coding. And so that's why people get mad about the site. They're like, why, is it, uh, why can't you do this and do that? It's like, there's two people working on the site. Like, right. Like, and, and the code is a beast. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and then Marina does a lot of the work getting commissions involved and making sure, uh, especially fights internationally, are accurate, correct, and up to the standard they need to be mm-hmm. be counted as a real fight. Um, but, yeah, so John, I met John and Marina, yeah, like, uh, at the ABC convention in Connecticut, like, I don't know, yeah, it was, like, probably four years ago at this point. And I think they were really confused when they first met me because they were expecting a, a significantly older gentleman. And mm-hmm. I think my appearance took them uh, a little bit like a back, like what I've known you for so long. You're not even 30. Like at that point, <laughs> they're like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, you, you hired me when I was 14. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, again, I'm like, I'm just like a volunteer. I don't make money off of it. I do it because I enjoy it. It's sort of like a weird like routine right, for me. Right. Like, I, I don't know if that's the most healthiest thing, but I, I enjoy it as like a, a hobby. I make money in a totally. I don't. I don't make money any money through boxing. You have a day job. I have a day job. Yeah, I, yeah. I just view this as a, something to keep me sane from from my day For job. For sure. Yeah. Hey, um, quick question. I wonder if we can even more so improve the quality of the sound if you'll move microphone a little bit closer to you. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about that. Am I? T- is it better now? Yeah, I think it's 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 better. But I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, all right. <laughs> no, it, it was good either way, but I just wanted to see if it's going to be better. No but like, that's, that's what I was thinking about, you know, uh, I just, I may, maybe that's something that I need to talk to him. But like when you said, like when I read that he was working for Nassim Hamed, I was just wondering what exactly did he do? It was kind of sounded like he was participating in matchmaking, but then like he was more like in a computer coding, coding kind of thing, like building up a database or like yeah, because he didn't he didn't really get into boxing until like the late nineties, I believe. So I think right. they were just looking for somebody, yeah, exactly, just to like do just to build a, a database, just do the computer coding. He wasn't really like a matchmaker per se, but mm-hmm. he was somebody there to help them like record information. Like it's weird. And then that's sort of like Nassim Hamed retired not too long after that. And I think he realized like I have this code, like why don't I turn this into a website, basically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how Boxer got born. It was just through uh, somebody just asking for something for their fighter and then it right. something much greater. Yeah. Okay. And so you started doing that and you said that it's, you know, it's something that keeps you saying it was, it wasn't like, yeah. it was not your full-time thing, but you were doing that. Mm-hmm. So were you kind of like pressured by being accurate and, and like dealing with this information, you know, because there's a lot of skepticism, skepticism if you didn't get something right or something like that. Have you ever done any mistakes? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. And uh, I think the pressure is more on myself. If anything, it's not like they pressure me to be right. It's more like I have a high standard for myself. Like mm-hmm. uh, I handle the United States data. There's some other people that help too, but like, I really want to keep the number of emails I get saying this result is wrong to a complete minimum. If none would be great. And mm-hmm. I feel like not to like pat myself on the back, but I do think like, I don't get many messages from people who are us based fighters going like, Hey, my record's wrong. Um, like we, like a lot of times like the commission reports are just inaccurate and we're going off of their data. So it's like, that's Mm -hmm. usually what happens. It's not like somebody entered in something wrong or the wrong fighter one, but that does happen. Like we're not hundred percent perfect, but we try our best to, to not make those mistakes because box And I think we'll get into it more like the rankings and what your record is on that website, like for better or worse, like can affect a fighter's career. And I want to always make sure that that data on the website is as accurate as possible. Mm -hmm. So So let's talk. Right. And so, so let's talk a little bit about the box, box Rex history uh, yeah. and how it became an official record for, for, every, for everyone, or mm-hmm. I guess for... Who is it like associated with now? In 2016, they become box like a, uh, a side so, of record? So yeah, so like the Association of Boxing Commissions in the United States, they basically, there's this thing called the Ali Act, which was a set of laws passed around boxing. And one of the right. laws is that they had to have an official record keeper. And for the longest time, it was this company called Fight Facts, which... Uh, so let's let's start there let's start with fight facts versus box rec because this is where i was reading about so here's i'm I'm gonna tell you what i know i'm gonna tell you what i know sure uh so box rec was this indie project you know people were working on it it was fun you know volunteers shepherd yeah whatever like that's what i think i don't know if i'm correct or not so that that was like an independent (laughs) thing no one was using it officially i mean probably a lot of people were using it but not officially not officially and then there was something called fight facts uh, and by the way, I went on their website. I, I don't know if it's still around because the website looked like it's oh, not a website. We'll get into We'll get into that too. <laughs> so, okay. So the fight facts was something that was official. Yes. Uh, all this time. So when, how long was it official? Like when did it all like first start fight facts? Probably in the early nineties, I would say. Um, I think they bought out another company. Uh, I want to say they bought out something like the, I think there was a company, they used to put out a record book called like the computer boxing record book or something like that. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of it, but basically I think fight facts bought that. And then it became the fight facts record book. And basically every year mm-hmm. fight facts would send out these, this giant, I, I wish I had one in my apartment. I could show you, but I think my, my yeah. wife made me get rid of a lot of my books. <laughs> so, uh, I I'll, at some point if I find one, I'll show it to you, but it's this okay. like thick, ridiculously thick, like 700 page book they would mail out every year with all these wow. records in it. And so in addition to doing that annual, book they would um yeah it's like a fact they would basically commissions would require matchmakers to get faxes from them for the most up-to-date information and then they would have to show those faxes to the commission and go okay this is the guy's legitimate record so it was fax based and it had they had hours of operation so as you can imagine when you're getting to the modern era that is ridiculous like um, right hours like faxing like we're in or now we're you know that maybe made sense in the 90s but like as we rolled into the 2000s 2020s like mm-hmm. why it needs to be all digital so 
So uh, BoxRec didn't have a. Uh, I'm sorry, Fight Facts didn't have a website back in the like I would say early two thousands. Really, they did and they didn't. So they <clears throat> they had a website, but it was um, mostly just they used it for their suspension data. And you would have to basically the the way they would make their money was was they would charge people uh, charge matchmakers for Fight Faxes, and mm. they would also charge matchmakers and whoever to uh, log into their suspension database, and they would mm-hmm. get like to view it for like 10 minutes and they have to pay five bucks or something. It was like mm-hmm. silly. So none of that shit was free. I'm swearing. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Okay. But none of that was free. <laughs> and... not the worst thing that, that people said on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna, I was like, I'm going to swear at some point. I just, I just do it. Sure. Um, no, but so none of it was free. And I think that was like a source of frustration in the boxing industry. Mm-hmm. And fight facts was supposed to basically, they, they promised over and over again, oh, we'll have a digital website just like BoxRec. This is their mantra every single year. And, and so BoxRec was already there, right? On the background, people already knew about it and they, they would use yep. it. And I think what BoxRec did was to get that contract, they basically designed their website to the ABC specifications. Like John worked and Marina worked really hard with the ABC to basically build the site uh, for the last few years around what they wanted. So the system for them is like really good. It's, it's sleek. It's a good UI and right. they can so, do what they need on it. And so let's, let's, let's for a second finish the story with fight facts. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, then, yeah. so what, what happened with fight facts once, uh, you know, <laughs> the competitions became, became fierce with box rec or like what, uh, at, at what point, so they were still official, like by the, by, yeah. by the year 2012, they were still an official uh, record keeper. Yes. And they were still, but at that time, how was their website? Still, was it resembling? No, they, they never had a rec. They never had a website that they promised mm-hmm. and they would say this every year. And I mean, up until 2016, I think it was either 2016 or 2017 it was the year that I went to the ABC convention. Basically, um, Boxer did their presentation on, on like this new, basically like this new UI and this new website that they just built for the ABC and mm-hmm. fight facts said they were going to build a website and they promised to do it and they just never did. And so and- who was owning fight facts at that time? Uh, Fight Facts is owned, I believe, by Annabelle Miramontes, who uh, is an IBF supervisor, as well as being the owner of Fight Facts. So, mm-hmm. so there's a little conflict there. I'm smelling a little. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that was that, it a for-profit kind of a business. Fight Facts. If you're yeah. paying for everything, it's, it yeah. didn't go to like some some non-profit, whatever. Right. Yeah. Five hundred one. Yeah. I believe it's a for-profit. I, I don't okay. know like how they work, but like yeah. So basically, eventually, like they. Boxrec ended up being we we got a con- we basically got the contract to be a record keeper, but Fightfax got it as well. So they basically had these two record keepers. Which well, that's no interesting. Sense. Hold on, yeah. how did that happen? Let's. Uh, they did a vote and they decided to give the contract to both of us. So I, I read on Wikipedia. I'm not gonna lie, I just Wikipedia the whole thing, and I was like, sure, oh, I did my homework for this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I'm just no. kidding. But like, I, I I read I talked to actually a lot of people from different publications about Boxrec before you know preparing for this one. Yeah. Um. So there was some vote. On mm-hmm. Fight Facts, and quotes that I was reading is that Fight Facts proved to be 100% accurate. What do you say about this? And is that and and so that's why it was kind of voted to be a record keeper. It's, but it's, then, they they claim it's 100% accurate because they had one advantage over all of us, which is that they directly got the commission reports. But there are plenty of errors in Fight Facts records over the years, and I've documented them myself because I have received those faxes from matchmakers, and they screw up too. So. Uh, that line on the Wikipedia, I, I'm very aware of it, and it's total horseshit. Uh, <laughs> I 
it's not, they're not hundred percent accurate. We're not hundred percent accurate. Mistakes are made. So to say that they're hundred percent accurate is mistakes were made. I like, I like this. It's my favorite. Yeah, like it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just silly. It's just silly and petty. And they would always put out things like press releases and stuff about like kind of just taking a dump on box rec a little bit on like fightnews.com like a few years ago. Right. So I'm a little bit like the salt is real. Like I'm still a little salty about that. Uh-huh. I'm speaking for myself here. I'm not speaking for box rec. Absolutely. I, I was, I was personally salty about it. And, uh, <laughs> So I mean, for the uh, I mean, for the good reason. I mean, they're pretty much you know. I I think I think we were. Thanks about I, you. I think we were much more respectful about the whole thing than they have been to us. Um. So 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 that's where I'm like not understanding that story behind it. So let's talk about this whole like feud between box trade and fight facts and how it yeah. happened and how come the the vote who is actually voting for this and okay. who whose idea was that to vote for two. Uh, record-keeping uh, organizations to be official. Yeah, so the ABC, basically, like, representatives from every state in the, in the United States, uh, they, you know, either it's like, they'll have somebody, like, a representative go to the meeting and actually vote on, like, rules and bylaws and stuff. So those are the people who actually vote. And at the time, they had done this, they, they just proposed, like, a bylaw that said they were going to give both of us the contract with this, just like, for the record, ABC is, is stands for American Associate, Association of Boxing Commissions. So it's okay. Uh, U.S. people vote. Uh, there are some Canadian commissions that are also associated with the ABC. So they mm-hmm. exchange data and stuff, but they I don't think they really vote on rules. Um, I know there was like a Brazilian commission that was there um, when the year I was there, and Puerto mm-hmm. Rico was involved. So uh, there's it's not just America, but it's mostly like American commissions to be honest. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. they're the ones that kind of vote on the rules and regulations of of, of how boxing is governed so yeah like you said they had this they had this thing where we were getting the contract for the same you know at the same time they were going to give two people the contract but there was sort of like a stipulation of like there's an expectation that we want a website that that things need to be moved digitally and we're going you know we want a system that works for us Mm -hmm. and to be honest with you box rec did what they asked for and fifax didn't so eventually Mm -hmm. they had a vote um and I think it was either 2016 or 2017. I'm sorry. Like my timelines kind of sucks, but like, mm-hmm. I remember they had a vote and basically what happened was they voted to give box rec the sole contract and they just, they voted to not give fight facts the contract at all. So fight facts mm-hmm. is not the official record keeper anymore. They are not, I don't, if they, if they claim they are, that's a lie. They are not the official record keeper of the association of boxing commissions. Box mm-hmm. rec is, we are the only ones that are so, that's, and what does that mean official what does that entail is that entail uh, more money some sort of a what how, how does this work what does contracts uh, so, what are the benefits so, of getting that contract the commissions basically have to report all their information to us like results and everything they can't they can't say well we can't do it for x reason or we don't want to because that was not, exchange yeah the information exchange is huge we were often denied information mm-hmm. from commissions for some whatever reasons it was very hard to get official results when we didn't have the, mm-hmm. the contract and yeah and john and marina have they i don't they the, that box trick is their business so i don't know exactly the, the goings on behind the scenes how they make money whatever they i know there's like ads and they do their own thing but yeah there mm-hmm. is definitely like um a, a financial incentive for them to get the contract it is a good thing mm-hmm. for them so um they can keep their you know keep their business going now that they have the abc contract and now that we have the contract we could start focusing on making adding features to the website that are more fan friendly and not like the commissions want mm-hmm. it, you know so that's what i think we want to go back in that direction but how they make money is actually a, a valid question and I, and I don't ask you to tell me how if you don't know to but at least let's speculate on that because the first thing i i, I think like a year ago 
I was like very into BoxRec. I had some boxers mm-hmm. that I worked with and I was like very, very passionate about them and their ratings. And I was like, what's happening? Why are they not very high on the rating list? Like, uh, what's, who's behind the whole thing? So I like starting like a little investigation on Twitter by basically tweeting out, how does the BoxRec makes money? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I was just like asking and a couple of reporters told me like, hey, well, I mean, they have a website and they have ads on that. So it's ads. And then yeah. someone else told me like, uh, if you're like a manager, or a promoter, you can register with BoxRec and you have to pay for it. I think that's, that's another thing. Yep, yep. You can have, yeah, yeah. So those absolutely. are two public sources of income that, you know, they're pretty much put up front. Like this is, you know, pay for I ads, mean, pay for memberships. The ads alone, like, are, have to be, pre- I don't, again, I don't know numbers. It's not my I business. Mean, 700,000 like, views per day, I think. Think, is that about, think about that. Yeah, like they have an insane amount of traffic. And yeah they have a lot of ads on their website. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I imagine that's, that's a big, that's a big funnel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, it costs, I think it's like $30 to a year or something to list your fighter is if, if you want to be their manager promoter. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that. And then, yeah, they have other, I'm sure they have other ways of, of, um, of, of making money through the, with the site. But uh, yeah, I know that the ads alone do cover a lot and the mm-hmm. servers aren't cheap. So it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not an easy endeavor. Um, I know. I mean, it's, it's totally like, I don't, it's not when I was saying like, I was concerned about the fighters. I was, I was half joking, you know, I was just kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just curious because yeah. uh, I'm always curious about how businesses make money. And like the yeah, fact yeah. that they're doing the, the, the things uh, they're, they're profiting off ads and, and membership. I mean, totally makes sense, especially, you know, to sustain a website like this. Um, but what I, well, but you know, when you say like, um, there's probably other ways how they make money. Like, I honestly don't know how else can you make money on that? Like maybe, I mean, it should be somewhere. Like if, if maybe people can look it up where, you know, you can see how you can work with BoxRec or anything like that. But that would be an interesting for me to see because I, I'm, I like businesses and I like how they work. <sighs> I like to know how they work, right? And yeah. from, from the business perspective, I just thought, wow, like, so there's this guy, right? And again, I feel like it would be better for me to invite him on the podcast and talk about him with that. Yeah, I would say if you really yeah. want to more, I'd say contact John if he's the one to talk. But um, I mean, it's it's fascinating. Him and John and Marina are great people. They are mm-hmm. then so very good to me because I'm going to volunteer, but they've always, they've taken care of me. They've treated me really well and they've been very kind to me. Um, and I've driven them crazy sometimes because I'll go <laughs> rogue and I'll enter and st- st- I'll think, oh, I can just enter this these results in or uh, right. I, I can enter this fight in, in Mexico and I think I drive them a little crazy, but they've been really good to me, and they um, they know how to run boxer because they've made it work. They really have. They found a way to make it work and make it successful. So yeah, yeah, my I hats I, off to them. Like yeah, it would be it would be yeah. good to discuss that with them because yeah. I honestly because there's not a lot of um, examples where you can actually make a uh, create a business around boxing industry besides oh, no. you know becoming a promoter or becoming <laughs> you know some sort of an endorsement agent whatever. But like to actually have a, a digital uh, record and like a record organization and all that, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, I don't think they really planned on that being their uh, their their business. I think it kind of fell, they fell into it. And, which, uh, which is exactly why is it so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, because they're not like, they're, trust me, they're not like these like hardcore, like huge boxing fans. They're exactly, that's, like, the, that's the kind of point just, that I got from them. Yeah, they just kind of like own a business that's boxing related, and it's kind yeah. of been their life. They fell into it, so it's 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 funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, so we're going back to you know, BoxRec became the the system of the record. Uh, I think back in 2016. Um, by that time, was this this was the website pretty much what it is right now? It was like with, with all the criticism, by the way, on the website. You know that it's not like fancy, beautiful. I'm on the website right now, 
and it actually it is pretty good, and it is it is pretty fast. It's fast. That's the thing. I I know the UI. Like I think they. I think you asked John. Like I think they always want to improve UI and make mm-hmm. things better. But it's hard, man. The code is the, that's code that's been sitting around for twenty years. Like they've right. been trying to code this thing. So I, I'm sure it's a it's hard. It's not easy. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the site's really fast. I think that's our strength. Is you can get. You're not sitting around trying to pull data. Um, right. Yeah. And I and the site where it is now is like, I think it's like four, three or four years, four years old now. So right mm-hmm. around 2016, when we got the contract, that was that the, the redesign came along with the contract pretty much. Yeah. I can see some, yeah. some of the like improvements where a website can get is like the, you know, the, the fancy Google features where you can start typing and then the, the search will guess for you what you want to type yeah, and just yeah, kind of like yeah, to improve yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like it does the job. Yeah, and I think mobile it's a lot better too. Uh, they've really worked hard to make it mm-hmm. make it better on mobile. Um, I mean, the obviously everybody wants an app, so we'll see if right, we, can get, right. we can get a box rec app in the next few years. Uh, that'd be great. But I I always say like it's just things. They're they're it's not a big team. They're doing the best they can. So you gotta you know just. Mm-hmm. Uh, be patient. We got some good features coming out. I'm pretty, uh, I've been testing. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling good. I think, I think the site, I think we got, a uh, some really fr- f- uh, fan friendly features coming out eventually mm-hmm. that are going to be mm-hmm. really cool. So, yeah. So, okay. Once again, once 2016 happened and they became official, what has ch- uh, changed for you though? As like an editor of box rec. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, I just get more emails now. <laughs> and what kind of emails are those? Uh, here's the results. Uh, put them in. Uh, you know, we try and uh, and we're trying to shift to the commissions taking care of their own work more than us having mm-hmm. it entered in for them. So they have more power to log in and um, add fighters and, and maintain that information because at the end of the day, like they, they're the ones that have all the paperwork. So mm-hmm. we want we want them to be involved more and we're trying to make it. Um, and we're always trying to expand to work with more countries as well. So I think that's the other big thing is mm-hmm. now that we have the ABC legitimacy where we're trying to take those same high standards we have for American boxing and boxing in like the UK and just have other countries on board and make sure everything is legit. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, just had a question kind of fell out of my uh, out of my head, but oh. okay, so <laughs> that happens sometimes. It's okay. But um with Bostrick though, the system how it works and I just want your perspective as a as a volunteer is that mm-hmm. they actually um get helps from their volunteers. So how do you, how do you become a volunteer for Bostrick and to what extent you know, they, you have control of the information and to what extent there is a risk that the volunteer does not do his or her job in, in box rec and which pretty much start, will tarnish their reputation if they mess up. Yeah. I mean, like, I think they try now to like, again, speaking for myself here, but I, I, I think they, they want people that are going to work with the commissions that aren't necessarily involved in mm-hmm. boxing if that makes sense. And I think that's kind of why I've been able, I've stuck around for so long is like, mm-hmm. I've never worked in boxing. I don't work for a promoter. I'm just mm-hmm. a guy. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I think that's probably the best type of editors, people that are willing to Unbiased. work. With, yeah. Like I don't, I, yeah, exactly. Like at the end of the day, like I don't, I have my, I have fighters that I like and stuff, but I know mm-hmm. that like, I'm not, going to be bought like so you know what i mean like i'm not gonna right. do something to give somebody advantage over another i am a fan of certain fighters i'm a fan of mm-hmm. certain people um but at the end of the day like when it comes to data like i'm there to just make sure everything's accurate like i don't i don't really 
try and make it work for, make it so that somebody has an advantage over another person. And I don't think that's always been the case. We've struggled with that uh, way in, you know, in the past, like we found people, this is like a long time ago, but like in the uh-huh. early days, like I remember people entering in fake data and stuff. So it's really frustrating. So uh-huh. especially in foreign countries where, you know, you're kind of counting on the word of others. It's exactly. It can be really challenging because you can't get video for everything. So, mm-hmm. so it's like, now it's like, all right, you better scan those passports, get those IDs. We need to know these people actually were there and we need photos mm-hmm. and video of like the event happening. So we know that. So it's there are some checks and balances that are in place. Yeah, so definitely. Which, which include, so that, that, those is, that's an interesting point. Can we had to, we had to, it? we had to, because. So what uh, else are there in terms of checks and balances? How you cross reference information and make sure. I mean, sure. like, a lot of the standards now, I mean, again, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know like it's definitely the, ex- the expectation is like, especially for countries that aren't as organized as like the U S it's like, mm-hmm. you know, passport ID photos, some video, like the, mm-hmm. there needs to be like, um, pick like, like proof that it's not just a, like a, um, a, a fight happening in an empty gym, which I guess now is fine because of COVID. But like before right. it's like, uh, this needs to be like an actual show with like, you know, people, and this isn't like just something that's being orchestrated. Uh, mm-hmm. So a guy knocks out another guy in a gym, so then he can go fly overseas and get a payday, uh, which right. happens a lot. That happens a lot. Guys, guys who are opponent types, they'll go, they'll lose in England. They fly back to their home country. They pick up some easy wins. They fly back to England. They lose again. That's that is a part of boxing that I think no matter what is a that's something we mm-hmm. all know exists. It's a part mm-hmm. of life. Um, but yeah, people building up records in creative ways. We all, we all know that, uh, that's that's a pattern. So we try and make sure that that's like a a legitimate practice. Right. As long as it's legitimate. I mean, yeah, you can go fight some easier opponents overseas, but if it's legitimate and you know, every rule was, uh, yeah, in place, then, I mean, there's nothing else you can really do. That's how boxing works because there's no league I would say or something, which I would love to talk. I would love to ask your your opinion on that. So it's, it's, um, Mm -hmm. Checks and balances, right? So then I would assume there's a hierarchy, right? It's not just like a very flat structure where it's just like, uh, you know, uh, main guy. And then everyone's just kind of volunteering and putting information. There's like someone on top, you know, there's like a senior editor, junior editor, stuff like that. How do you guys work? Who's checking whose work? And we all are, we all check each other's work. I mean, there's like historical editors. These are guys that are retired. Normally they go and they Mm -hmm. go to, they go to the, uh, the, the, uh, the library, they got newspapers and they enter in results from a very long time ago. So all of that work is cited. So it's like, we believe you, you got a newspaper that said a guy won in 1901. Here's the source. Okay. But for fights that happen in modern times, yeah, we all check each other's work. I mean, like I, there are other us based editors and I I'm sure I'm not going to, I make a mistake uh, once in a while. I'm sure I do. So it's nice to have another person check to make sure that the other person did it right. So we're all, we're all, I don't, you know, we're all on the same level. I don't really view myself as any, any more or less important than another editor. We're all contributing in our own way. So mm-hmm. I'm just grateful to uh, still be involved. And I don't know, man, it's like, I, I think I've been doing it for so long because I, it's always like an itch I need to scratch. Uh, and right. watching boxing is like a routine for me. It's a ritual, I would almost say. And I, it's just, it's just a part of my life. Like, for better or worse <laughs> it's always mm-hmm. there so that's why i kept i kept with it i think for so long i mean but do you get or you or any other volunteers uh any perks besides just you know you know saying that i'm a box red guy no. uh do you get invitations to some sort of events like or some sort of speaking you know I, speak I, 
I don't want, I personally don't. And I don't think that there, if people are, I, I know that there have been people who have gotten credentials based off of saying they're from Boxerick and that's yeah. not good. I don't like that. Um, I know that's, that's annoying. Uh, because th- I don't think that's, that's, that's right. I don't know. I, I, I think it's like, favoritism. Yeah, and like you are a gatekeeper for putting information in that's public and important and and can move the business and boxing business. So it's like, I don't know. I don't. I am friends with some promoters and I like to go to their shows and and I I, I enjoy that. But I don't expect. Uh-huh. There's no expectation there. I don't. Uh, they're not. You know. I I I don't. I, what I'm trying to say is like I don't want to like benefit from that. It doesn't feel right. You know. If that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it actually totally makes sense because you know you're gonna use your cloud around BoxRec and you're gonna like push push your weight. Uh, yeah, it just for, for some of the event, and then like it, yeah, yeah, it just it feels wrong. And I I want to agree. I and I have a lot of promoters and matchmakers that email me for help, and if they need something out of the schedule or they see a problem that needs to be fixed, I'll just do that. But I don't treat anybody anybody differently. I. I I, you know, I just, I just make sure that the work is done and then every, the facts are, are on the website. Like, I don't want to like, uh, gain anything from that. <laughs> I don't really feel like that's, that's, right. no, that's that makes sense. That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, you brought up, you know, historical fights and I was just wondering how, what's exactly is the process of uh, verifying old records? You say oh, there's yeah. like works being cited, but like, how do you guys do that? How do you verify old records? And, uh, I mean, Verified would mean like there's a green check mark next to the record uh, if you go on BoxRec. So that means that there's like a commission report and everything. And I think like everything before like 1980, we don't really verify. We just like put mm-hmm. it in. And usually, um, I don't think you can see it publicly, but we have comment fields that little editors can see. And they'll say like the source of like the newspaper, what page it was on. So right. it's all there. And it's like, all right, like... It, it, you know, that's kind of how we do it is based on, on that's how boxing was reported. It's all newspaper reports back then and and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, the one thing is like boxing was everywhere back in like the twenties, like back then, like there were fights every day and all these little cities, like, it's kind of insane. Like how many boxing matches there were back then compared to now, honestly. Um, no, that's true. And and that's a, a, a person who kind of like who, who are the people who actually do it like how big is the research team for with the people like the boxing historians who are going through that information or is it mostly like um, an individual kind of basis? There's probably like guys that are entering in data every day. I don't know. Probably like I mean, there's so many editors, but like for the, for actual old fights, I mean, old fights. Data. I would yeah. say it's probably like ten or fifteen guys that are like consistently still adding old fights and blowing my mind every day oh, yeah? still finding things yeah because like at this point like the site's been around for like what like 20 years and there's millions of fights have been entered i'm like are we caught up yet like how is it <laughs> how are we still finding stuff like it's been 20 years like yeah, how yeah. is this possible but it, it pe- people still blow my mind i guess <laughs> absolutely so um another feature of box rec is is rankings and yeah and that's something that everyone loves about BoxRec. And everybody I hates. <laughs> and some people would not agree with most of that or something nope. like that. So it's, it's kind of like, nope. a, you know, it's a, both ends, right? So, but I know mm-hmm. personally that a lot of fighters, you know, BoxRec is their favorite thing is because they can track themselves and see how they rate it. You know, they can see their opponents. You know, it's, it's, it's very, like the thing about BoxRec, and, and, and I just want to like give it like some, some benefits like BoxRec is really user friendly. You can really, really make your research, especially if you're a boxer, like go on your phone and quickly research your opponents, quickly research yourself, go to different ratings. It's really user friendly. And it's a lot of information that I would say we're taking for granted. Let's say 
someone would vote for fight facts a couple years ago and they would do like, well, you have to pay 30 bucks to actually access this thing. So then only your promoter can access it because he has the 30 bucks, you know what I mean? And so it's kind of like the information will be very close while Botrick really has that information open and it's available for everyone. So that's, that's kind of like a thing that, you know, everyone should really appreciate that that information is available. You don't have to like go through encyclopedia to find it. Oh, I'm sure the promoters uh, love that fighters can educate themselves before accepting a fight, right? And they just don't walk blindly into an opportunity. Like, exactly. Like, that, that's exactly like, my uh, point. You know, like they, they uh, like it used to be back informed. in the old days. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the ratings. Yeah, yeah let's think, talk about the ratings. I think, uh, I think what's nice is I, I put on my profile, like I'm just an editor. Don't yell at me about the ratings. I don't actually <laughs> say that, but I don't get people yelling at me about the ratings too much on Twitter, which is nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the ratings are a good, I think I, I think the thing that people get caught get, get caught up too much in the ratings is like again this is like an algorithm it's an equation it's a it's a machine that's being entered data you're entering data into it so you cannot teach it how to feel um, uh, it doesn't understand nuance quick question right away here yeah is the algorithm publicly available or is it a proprietary something something cannot yep. be disclosed uh go on the box track message board and like i think it's in the current scene forum there's a whole like one of the sticky threads is uh-huh. all about all about the algorithm and all the changes that get made to it it's one guy that basically is constantly tweaking the algorithm and that is one thing i want to i want to talk about is that algorithm yes. gets changed quite a bit and you and we talked about it a little bit before this podcast that there are fighters who um and great. Talk to me like I'm 10 years old. If we're <laughs> so, going to talk about this algorithm. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's, it's basically like a system in place that can, that predicts essentially like who would win in a fight. And that's how they kind of rank guys based on like the, the, the algorithm thinks that fighter who's ranked five can beat every fighter below him. If they were to fight head to head, that's how it let's, thinks. Let's, let's have a case, a little case. Sure. Let's say, Let's go. Like, let's pretend that we're playing some some new game that we're unboxing, and, and yeah. we started we started as a as an amateur, and well, whatever. We're like, we're, we're turning pro. It's our debut, mm-hmm. and we're like zero on box rec in terms of rating. Sure. Is that because you're zero, right? When you're turning pro on on box rec, absolutely, you'd be zero oh. zero. Yeah. Okay, meaning like not the record, but the rating. You yeah, rated you zero. would have you have no rating. You have no rating. You are right. just a thing. You are just the person. So we created our boxer on this video <laughs> game, and and it says like, okay, you're zero. And to get through the first stage of the game, you have to get to the level to be, to, to rate, what's the, what's, the, what's the one after zero on box rec? Like the lowest rating? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it depends on what division, but like there are probably about 800 fighters on average per division. Let's, let's do, about I don't know. 800 to 1,000. Let's, so, let's do, uh, like what, what, give me, give me 168. Division. 168. All right. So I'm on super middle right now. I'm going to page 28 of the rankings. There are 1,364 active fighters on box rack. Okay. And that who's tells the last one? That, uh, the last one is a man named Marius Petre Sorin of Romania, who is 047 and two. So that's interesting, right? He's, so he's 047, but we're talking about 00, right? So let's say, yeah. screw it. Let's say we're zero. And then I guess the, the thing is, once you win something, depends on who your opponent you will be rated black and then. And I don't want to like go right really into this example very deeply because I, I still want to talk about the, the rating, mm-hmm. uh, about the algorithm. But okay, so if I'm this prospect, um, how does this work for me? Let's talk about how do I get a rating, my first rating. What is it well, based on? Uh, it's based on who you, uh, if you, okay, let's say you win. Uh, it's going to be based on who you beat and what their rating was on BoxRec. So if you beat somebody who is ranked, 
And be uh, realistic with me. Who would I beat right away, right? I'd probably be fighting with one of those S048 guys. Uh, well, I mean, you could be. I mean, or, yeah, you could, you'd be fighting somebody in like the ranked, I don't know, 800 to 1300, let's say. That's usually what I see. Uh, so if you beat a guy who's ranked number 895, you're going to be rated above slightly above 895 after mm-hmm. you become 1-0. You've now taken their spot in the rankings. That's how it's supposed to work. Okay. Um, now, does it always work that way? No. Uh, it depends how you win. If you get a knockout, uh, TKO, you're going to get more points than if you win by split decision or majority. So let's talk about this metrics. Knockout yes. is one. What else is there? Uh, well, there, yeah, TKO, knockout. Um, then there's you know, unanimous decision, split decision, majority decision, uh, technical decision, draw. I mean, there's so many different ways, so many different different types of results. And I mean, I don't know the, again, I don't know the the, the, the rating system perfectly, but there's different points yeah. associated with each. Just rate. something that is publicly available that I, at least that we can know. For example, what about the number of the rounds? Like if you do like a knockout on the third round or a second round on the first round, is that a metric? No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Is there anything else there? No, I don't think so. Round, round, round. The length of the round is, or what round you did it in, does not does not matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, um, well, I mean, so far it's pretty easy. I mean, you can pretty much make it an uh, Excel formula equation, as far as I understand. Is there? So I guess I'm not getting something else there. What else is there? Well, I mean, like competition. Like, okay, let's let's say like. Let's say you're a, a top fighter and you mm-hmm. lose to a guy rated below you. If you have a, a, a consistent career of strong, really strong wins and you only lost by split decision to like, I'll, I'll use an example and I'm not going to agree with this personally, but mm-hmm. I noticed Danny Roman is still rated. Um, where is he at 122 right now? Um, he is, is he missing right now? Where am I? Am I looking at the wrong division? I am looking at the wrong division. Wow. No, where is Danny Roman rated? Sorry. I'm like trying to look up one specific fighter and it's like, we lost Danny Roman. I know. Where are you on box right? Danny? Roman? <laughs> where are you? Hold Danny, on. what did you do? Danny, where are you rated by the, who did you, uh, who did you cross Danny? Danny, are you inactive? <laughs> did you retire? Where are you? Where is he? Hold on. Danny Rome. Okay. Let's find him. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, he's da- sorry. He's Daniel. Daniel Roman. <laughs> this is the thing that drives me insane is you do have to know the exact guy's name and how it's spelled on BoxRec to right. find him in the search. We're working on that, guys. Mm-hmm. I know that it's very annoying and I agree with you because I mm-hmm. always, for- I can't spell, I-, I love every fighter from Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan. <laughs> I, cannot- I can't spell, I can't spell Mirjan Akhmadaliyev's name if you put a gun to my head. It's not going to happen. But like, bro, okay. I sometimes still cannot spell Pacquiao, to be honest with you. <laughs> So, all right. So, um, Danny Roman lost to Akhmadaliev and okay. that was by what a split decision. And mm-hmm. initially like well, they've, I've, I noticed that they've changed the rating system yet again, because Danny was rated, still rated above version Akhmadaliyev, right. and people were like, what the, f- what the F like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so, but like, um, he's now, Danny's now rated number 12 as Akhmadaliyev is rated number 11. So it's, he didn't exactly just drop down the rankings, but he is rated just below the guy he just lost to. Now, when you say changed, is that something changed well, in the formula or is it just updated? How does, I mean, yeah, how I does mean, it they, Yeah, they like tweak the formula around based on feedback they get from users of BoxRec that are just like, this doesn't make any sense and here's why. And it's really an open, what's nice about it is it's like it's, the formula is very open-ended. Like if, it can always it can always be tweaked and it's not something that like 
I know that there are fighters who have their box rec ranking in their contracts and like they'll get mon- you know, they monetarily benefit from where they're rated. And that's like problematic to me because the Wait, box rec- I didn't know about that. Tell me more about it. Ah, I've heard stories about guys that get bonuses based on. So box there's rec a, ranking. okay. I've heard professional. This. Okay. Yes. There was a rumor <laughs> <laughs> that there are guys yeah. with their professional boxing contracts between them and their promoters. Let's say if you will have such and such ranking in on box rank, yeah, you will have a monetary yeah. reward. Terrible idea. I would never. I would tell any fighter, do not agree to that. That's insane. I think it's great Why? that you, because that that ranking can change constantly, and I would never ever ever base any money around the box rank ranking. I would not do it. Do not do it. Don't. Um, I think it's great to care about your box rank ranking. I think it's awesome that there are fighters like you said that you've told me that from like Uzbekistan that will look at where they're rated and they want to fight a guy higher than them. That's awesome. That's I like that 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 makes people want to go big game hunting a little bit and go, okay, mm-hmm. I want that guy a little bit above me. I think I can beat him. I think that's awesome. But to worry about what number you are or, and get money based on the what number you are in the rankings. Like I, I just don't feel comfortable with that. I wouldn't do it. I, I think the boxer rankings are a good barometer of where a fighter level is. And like, but I don't think exact numbers were very good at uh, like a guy like, you know, oh, why is this guy two and this guy's three? It's like I don't know, man. Because the system, the the algorithm that is very accurate, like if it can predict like up to eighty over eighty percent winners. Like if you have it predict, like when we get back from COVID, I'm gonna start a spreadsheet and I'm gonna show you like. Um, like, okay, this, the algorithm thinks this guy is going to beat this guy in a title fight and we're going to, I'm going to track and see how accurate it is. And mm-hmm. I can tell you right now it will be over 80%. So it's impressive. Impressive. Yeah, impressive. It's, it's really good at predicting. It's a good predictive model, but I mean, honestly, it's, it, what's, what's limited about it is say there's a fight where there's like a split decision or a majority decision. And we both know that it was, that was a bad scorecard that should have been unanimous or the wrong guy won. That's ridiculous. Like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know that. It just knows what we tell it to know. So it it will assign the same, you know, whatever points it thinks it needs to assign, it assigns. So it doesn't understand nuance. You can't teach it how to feel. And box rec is, you know, boxing is a sport, especially when you score it. Uh, there's 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 nuances to it that a, a simple computerized system just can't perfect. So we're trying we're trying, and I think it is a good way to measure where a fighter is, like an approximate level. But mm-hmm. it's not perfect. So that's what I tell people. Just view it as like. You know, if a guy is in the top 10, it doesn't matter what number he is. He's probably on that level, though. That gives you an idea, an indication that he deserves to be up there at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I'll be honest with you. And, and again, it's my fault for not doing my research enough on the box rec algorithm. And I didn't go to that message board and I, yeah, I, I didn't look into the source code. Or it's all good. It's all good. But like, I'll be honest with you, when you said like, well, you know, we're changing it based on, you know, the the participants input in terms of like well yep. this is not how the algorithm should be and and then it's being changed based on someone's input uh that that thing is I'm, i don't know i don't know about that one because so that means that the code basically can be it's not like a solid thing in terms of like it's not like a solid stone kind of thing you just need to you do like a amendment to the constitution of the united states on the oh, like yeah, several yeah, times yeah. I, it I, just constantly gets changed by the input of I, other people and all that I, that's why I'm telling people that I know. And I always say like, don't put anything in your contract. If you're a fighter based around any ranking on box, right? That is not a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. because this thing is, is changing. 
it can be amended to be more accurate and better. Um, mm-hmm. So don't 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 worry about it. I mean, I think it's cool if you want to fight guys above you and, and use that as a barometer to measure your career success. Like that's great, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it's not set in stone. So that's like my feeling on it, I guess. Like, <laughs> and I guess when you do changes to the code, do you just apply it to the guy who is like in question in terms of like, well, someone is in, in, is unpleased with how the guy was rated, and they started like you know basically well, like, writing to the form or so hold on what or yeah, so yeah. they're like okay screw it the guy's actually like that makes sense you know he got screwed or whatever blah 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 we're gonna put him on top is that just like a little plug like a fork or is it more of like okay that's the president from now on all the formula will be based on that guy and like everyone else no, will be treated no, the same no. way I don't think so, but like I, when I see something that's insane, like like for example, we had Danny Roman like ranked seven spots ahead of Akhmadaliyev. I'm like, that doesn't. I was like, I don't know what you did to the to the ranking, like the algorithm, but that doesn't make sense to me. Like he shouldn't be ranked. Well, why doesn't it higher. make sense though? Like why? I mean, because, because Akhmadaliyev beat him, and I thought he deserved a win, and and, and Danny lost. No, no, no. And, I, I I get why it doesn't make sense, like here, right? Yeah. But yeah. why doesn't like if you have the formula in front of you, then it should make sense. Like yeah, it's it's stupid, but like that's the formula. I know, but so I, I mean, it, it makes sense. It does in a way. It does make sense, but again, like when you're a fan and you saw it with your own two eyes, and then you're looking on the website, you're like, "There's a there's this cognitive, you know, dissonance." Exactly. And, well, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, no, not everyone's yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. be happy. So, so like I said, it's not. It's just something that's like, it's always changing. It, but it is. It's. It, it, it to me, it's just like use it as something for fun. Don't use it for something for business or for, mm-hmm. or for like let's get super serious about uh, basing something on the boxer rankings. Like, please don't, they're just for fun. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's all I can really say. Just have fun Got it. with it. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Fascinating. I, I actually, I'm, I want to look into the box rank formula because I'm assuming like just based on the logic, I think there's a lot of weighted average kind of yeah. formula in it where like uh, amount of fights that you won and guess like when find that you lost and then weighted average of the previous yeah, one. It's like a- exactly. That's exactly it. Um, the, it's really competition in your past. What you've done in the past matters a lot and it's not just what you did lately, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. yeah cool man so what else is happening lately with the <laughs> with everything in, in in terms of boxing uh, and box rec and yeah uh, does does the i guess one quick question i had about box rec is that once a fight change like once the fight happens i see that it's actually being updated very quickly yeah uh if someone so how do you how do you let's say you fought someone and then you won that you won your so you fought against the guy you won then that guy fought someone else well okay so you fought against the guy you won you got up in the ratings supposedly let's say you got up yeah it's not guaranteed by the way if you win you go up in the ratings based on box rig that's i know from personal experience right yeah that's right so but in in this case let's say you fought the guy you want you went up but then that other guy won someone else who is uh, who is actually a very much better opposition? So you're saying that your win looks better in retrospect? Is that exactly what you're because yeah. the fighter originally uh, is actually a much better fighter. 
I don't know if that's in the equation. I know that that was something in the past that was talked about. So again, you'd have to, I could, I could get you in touch with the, the box track grading guy, uh, mm-hmm. this guy Martin, uh, he does it all. So he could answer all your questions, but I know that was something that was, <laughs> am I being annoying right now? Am I frustrating? No, I, <laughs> no, no, I just don't know the answers, man. I'm just being honest. Like I try, I like so emotionally uh, removed myself from like the rankings. I know like, you are pretty like stable right now. Cause I feel like, gosh, I'm like really annoying you with this stupid questions. No, and you're like still good. like answering with such nice like I, politeness and diplomacy no, i'm like fine. i really like, respect you for that no it's all good i just don't know man like i i think martin would probably be able to answer that for you i just for don't sure. know i just don't know like if we i know in the past we've like that was part of the equation i just don't know like i it's changed so much man it's just some point you know what i mean you're just like i need to be on my own island and right right you have your own thing to worry i gotta about. worry about my own thing yeah, i'm gonna you... worry about my twitter and my my uh my podcast and making sure all the results <laughs> in america are accurate so that's my world man <laughs> how does covid affects box right yeah good question there's no boxing going on really uh we've had two fight we've had two shows in the entire world since march so uh isn't that insane so we've had one card that was in nicaragua uh yeah. which had uh you probably saw some photos of that there were people in the yeah. ring girl had a mask on mm-hmm. really, really weird uh then there was a small show in south korea which i think was done more the right way small show in a gym mm-hmm. um that that to me is what we need to be doing uh how it's affecting box rec i don't know like i think the traffic on box rec is actually really strong like um the owner told me that like when italy like was all everybody was just like indoors like he was getting more traffic from italy than ever before so i do think more people are mm-hmm. on the website which is great if you're trying to make money off of ads mm-hmm. uh, not so great though if you're trying to make money off of uh guys listing their fighters as managers or i don't know other right. ways of doing it so there's there's a there's i'm sure there's a, 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 a you know good and bad parts now in terms of where boxing is going to go in america um we do know that there's going to be i think it's boxing will likely come back in in june uh mm-hmm. sounds like there's going to be a card uh, in kansas and i think there will be states like kansas and montana not exactly boxing hotbeds uh, at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. uh but they're going to open up probably a little earlier than some of these other states because they have less cases and i think what's going to happen in the kansas model is this guy it's it's going to be these smaller promoters basically i think will come back first and mm-hmm. i know in kansas this guy is basically like hey i'm gonna hold fights in my gym i have a a, a system in place i have a commission on board mm-hmm. uh, and he's trying to get some of these bigger promoters basically to send their fighters to kansas and pay him basically to put shows right. on so i don't know if that's gonna happen or what but it'll be fascinating to see uh if that's if that's a uh, one way of doing it we know that we saw from ufc yesterday florida is back open I guess it's weird, mm-hmm. but they're doing their thing. So I yeah, it was good. I liked it. To be yeah, I, I I think a lot of the promoters in in boxing were kind of watching that UFC show to see how it was going to go. And I mean, we had a guy test positive for COVID. They pulled mm-hmm. him off the card. Um, mm-hmm. Not great, but uh, I think as long as the they're I think as long as the fighters are getting tested and they get their results before weigh in they right. can figure it out like that's fine so i think we're going to see more shows in florida as well which obviously of all the states opening up florida is going to be the most relevant one in terms of boxing mm-hmm. um so i think i think we're going to start to see uh, some more fights in june and july and i don't know if they're going to be big name fights or what but you will i think we'll see a few cards sprinkled in here and there finally after we've been doing nothing since march so i'm fascinated to see how it gets pulled off uh mm-hmm. yeah i would say stay tuned we're, we'll we'll see some pick up in june for sure i feel like it would be a great thing for box track i don't know if they're doing it or not but they, they can like take a breather and 
because there's not much happening so they only have to do updates twice oh, uh, to the records but like uh, sort of to like but i mean meaning like in terms of the website structure maybe like make, yeah. making sure like to tweak some things i hope they're like taking advantage of of that time where you don't have to like really make sure that everything is maintained yeah that's that's what's going you're you're, you're you think oh cool Good, 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 good like, for you guys. Like the guy, um, I think. Uh, I think personally, for me, I've enjoyed having a little uh, time off from not oh, getting yeah? a ton of emails Monday morning. Uh-huh. I miss it. I miss it though. I mean, I, I, do, I always view the boxing off season as like January. So mm-hmm. it really wasn't this year. We had a pretty busy January, and it was pretty busy up to when things kind of stopped. But yeah, right. I know like they're the programmers right now are adding. They're they're tinkering with some new features and stuff. So I think it's been good for them to be able mm-hmm. to focus on the website and make it more fan friendly and and get some more features that the fans right. are going to enjoy. By the way, does what does UFC use for their records? What does what's that? UFC or MMA or whatever? What uh, do they use? They oh god. I can't remember. I, Is that I like know. a subject no. for another podcast? <laughs> yeah, because like they they have an official record keeper. I think it's. I just can't remember. It's like, uh, hold on, let me look it up real quick. I can yeah. tell you the answer. I promise. So if I look up Conor McGregor's record on BoxRec, I if I was BoxRec, I would be. Oh, you can. That's true. You can look up Conor McGregor on Box on BoxRec. <laughs> I think. I, I think it's just mixedmartialarts.com. The it's called yeah. MMA MMA Underground. I think they are the official record keeper. But there are a lot of MMA record keeping websites like Sheerdog and um, what is it? Tapology is really helpful too. I noticed Tapology is putting a lot of boxing records on their website too, Yikes. which may be pulled from BoxRec. I don't Crush know, competition. What yeah. about BoxRec crushing MMA and just kind of observing oh. all the record keeping? using their freaking no. why not where's it why not no, they they don't want to do mma <laughs> mma wreck <laughs> they I feel like that would be easier no. why not no we don't want to do mma uh i know the owners don't they don't something they don't want to do they don't want to do something MMA. we don't know about huh no they don't like mma that's simple as that they don't want to do <laughs> <laughs> they don't like mma i mean that's trust it's me it's business like, it's business i don't know like it's bad enough like we're trying to do kickboxing and amateur boxing and that uh-huh. is like bad enough like trying to find results for that um that's that that is good like i'm starting to do i'm starting to enter in more amateur boxing stuff and Mm -hmm. that's gonna take me forever so in kickboxing too i've i tried doing it i'm like this is miserable like it's too much uh mma i don't there's already sites for mma we don't need to yeah but i don't know i need to look on into those sites and see if they're any good because i love i like how the box rec works i like how so it would be a shame to 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 church the sort of i like waste that infrastructure I think Tapology's UI is really good. I like it a lot. Um, cool name. Yeah, it's a cool name, and I like I like their site. Um, mm-hmm. I, I the other Sheerdog and um, MixedMartialArts.com are like fine, but I like mm-hmm. Tapology's UI. It's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you should check it out. It's uh, I think they sh- you know hopefully they're around in the future because they it just I just like how their records look. They're very it's very sleek. <laughs> well, I'll check it out. Hey, you've been in. Um... And we're 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 finished, so don't worry about it. If if, uh, but I just want to ask about you, like Final Furious. Um, yeah, Furious, Furious. You've been in box rec for like twenty years, pretty much. Like yeah. in a couple of years, going to be twenty years, which is crazy. Um, yeah, horrible. <laughs> what's what's uh and and you in your box rec and and based on what you're saying, you're not even making money on this. Yeah. Uh, don't you? Aren't you tired of it? Maybe you need to to earn some cash on that somehow. I mean, you have so much knowledge and so much experience. Don't you want to monetize that? I mean, come yeah, on. There's not I a mean, lot of people who can offer so much knowledge in boxing, so much inside um, info. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of people in the last few years that are like, you're insane for not monetizing it. And Get that dough. 
Yeah, and I and I and I I wasn't really on like active on Twitter or anything mm-hmm. for many many years. Mm-hmm. I just kind of stayed on the on the rate off the radar. So that's why I'm kind of just doing the podcast and dipping the toe in. And I don't know. I think I, I like to get more involved now. I think I'm I've, I'm enjoying meeting people, inboxing. There are a lot of good people that it's that mm-hmm. that that in in the sport. So that's been great. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe eventually something makes sense. Some opportunity comes up. I'll, uh, and maybe it'll work out for me. But uh, yeah, I've been. Sounds like you're not you're not really looking for opportunities. Eh, I, I don't know. I don't know what opportunities there are. That's the thing. I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough uh, out there. I bet you just don't want to tell me, but that's okay. <laughs> there've been things, uh, you know, things on the table that you never know if they're gonna work out or not. If that makes sense. For sure, that like yeah. everything in boxing. Yeah, it's but. exactly. You think you, you think something might work out, but it's you never know. The door might open, it might not. So I'm I'm trying to keep my uh yeah, trying to kind of see. Boxer great. How can people find you online? Yeah, man. Uh, go to my Twitter account, B O X R E C G R E Y. Boxer Gray. Please follow me. I'm I think I'm entertaining. I think I am. I don't know. You are. Um, you should <laughs> you should also follow my podcast, Unprofessional Boxing Podcast. Uh, uh, you know wherever you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify. You know anywhere. That's where my podcast is. Please Google it. Take a look. I think it's pretty fun. We talk about some of the the weird things that go on in boxing. So I think it's a little bit more unique than your typical boxing podcast. Uh, it's, it tries, I try to have my own little spin on things to make it fun. It's usually just me, you know, one man ranting into a microphone and his wild ravings, but, uh, I really enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing that and, and having fun. That's, that's really it. Keep my, keep myself sane. So yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I, I, I appreciate getting to chat with you, uh, about, about the, uh, about hey, the business. Likewise, it literally, you gave me a lecture and a history lesson here. And I really appreciate that. And I feel like no we, problem. I feel like we will, we will help a lot of listeners to basically understand how the system works and maybe they will you know do their own research as well maybe they're i hope they are all inspired to do their research yeah Um, absolutely like seriously go out there have fun with it if you want to learn more about boxing boxrec is a great way to start um yeah i I love to see guys that are uh girls anybody that's into the history of boxing and they want to do their own record research it's fantastic absolutely thank you so much for your time and i will be in touch with you Uh, hang on for a second i'm gonna uh, finish this recording and then we'll uh say goodbye to each other formally anyways boxer gray everyone thank you so much for being on my podcast and good luck to you sir thank you man thank you have a good one thank you you have an excellent show i appreciate being on here thank you so much hello friends and welcome to azizi podcast i have a small favor to ask from you all please subscribe to my podcast on the app that you're currently using to listen to it. It will greatly help me out, and it will make it convenient for you to listen to my new episodes every time they come out. Also, I have a YouTube channel. Just search for Azizi Podcast on YouTube, and you will be able to see my conversations in a video format. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. I so greatly appreciate it.